from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Brink Lounge. It's kind of more like 7.30, but whatever. <laughs> okay, 701 East Washington Avenue, just down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. Woo! Well, special guests tonight are members of the Dangits. We have Tom Wasselchuk. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Sheila Vaz. Hi. And Rick Nass. Yeah, uh, he nodded just for the podcast people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Sheila Vaz... I mean, Sheila Voss, Rick Nass, and the drummer is Fred Goss. No, I'm just kidding. It's a, uh, I know that uh, a Mark Luring doesn't rhyme. Wasselchuk doesn't rhyme either. It does. Oh, it does. But you, <laughs> you, uh, you probably can't say that on a podcast, but it rhymes with <laughs> Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you, you, guys are, you guys are really... Uh, you want to just start with a tune? We'll kick right in. Okay. And then we'll grill you. Okay, um, this is a very old song okay. because um, I was told just 24 <laughs> hours ago that uh, very old songs or original songs would, uh, would pass muster. Very old or very new. Yeah. So right. we're going to do a song. Um, I mean, normally the band plays lots of happy, danceable, honky-tonk stuff, but, but we're, uh, we'll be a little, a little off that track tonight. But this is a song that goes back to uh, the Civil War. And this song we recently found out was written about the Battle of Fredericksburg. You know about the Battle of Fredericksburg, right, Chris? I, I flunked that test. <laughs> My mom knows, but I, I don't know. Well, there was a there was a there was a big a big body count in that song in that battle, and, and also in this song. It's um, a traditional song called Two Soldiers." Okay. What state? Virginia. Okay. I feel better now. You knew that. Is it a good guess? No, I just feel better knowing. Oh, okay. <laughs>
up the hill The rebels they shot and shelled Loud foes of death through the toiling ranks And guarded them as they fell There soon came a horrible dying yell From heights that they could not gain And those who doom and death had spared Rolled slowly back again guys harmonize beautifully yeah thank you lovely that's fun i mean that's that's one of the great joys of uh of playing music yep yep for me anyway i agree me too and you i mean you guys started off the night it's not on your pod hasn't been casted but uh (laughs) you guys sing so great i love those tunes that you do from your repertoire thanks Thanks. um well because i know sheila has not you've been in the band for now how long it's been two years now okay yeah and, and it's interesting, the nature of the band changed. It's still real, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, um, it's honky-tonk, mostly American, Americana honky-tonk. Usually play, have a drummer, Mark Luring plays drums. Yep. Right. Um, so it's a different feel tonight in general. But um, you came in with an, and, and you all have different influences. Tom, you, your, your influences are quite varied, right? Starting bluegrass. Yeah, first professional group was a bluegrass band. And, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, Mary mentioned earlier about um, <laughs> musicians, <laughs> musicians like us having to do everything, you know, take everything musically oriented that comes along in order to make a living yeah. sometimes. Right. And that's, uh-huh. that's certainly true with me. I know a little bit about a lot of styles of music and, and uh, just enough to, to get into trouble. <laughs> yeah, I've never really liked the term music whore. But yeah, it, it, why not? <laughs> no, I know I, I don't like it either. It's usually by people who can't get gigs. People that's who says that, you know. Yeah. yeah oh, you're, you're just a music whore. whore. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Stone Oak was a, was an early bluegrass band, uh-huh. and you're playing now, of course, with Sims, Pothoff, Sims Delaney Pothoff, in Harmonious Whale. Harmonious Whale. Yeah. The uh, yeah. the the circle is uh, it's come full circle. It's come yeah. full circle, and you guys are. Crazy busy. I know you just got back from the East Coast and points 
mm -hmm. and Minneapolis also? Yeah, this past weekend we just went up to the Twin Cities and then played in at the Campanile PAC in, uh, in Manaqua. Yeah, so you've been playing some big rooms. And I remember, uh, we've known each other for many years, and I used to, I've been playing with you on and off for many years. Mm -hmm. Holy Cats, that was very fun. Yeah. The Harris Lemberg Trio, Full Count Jazz Band. Um, well, there's some other things that might be interesting. Uh, so you did some writing for Tappet, I noticed. I didn't realize that. I, yeah, I yeah. did remember that. And, yeah. um, and every, every now Dance and then, studio. every now and then I get a little envelope from Tappet Theater and Dance with my royalty checks. Because whenever they do a show, I get a little bit of money. So I'll get a, I'll get a check for like $15 because they did the show three times or something. <laughs> I love it. Nice. You know? I love it. Go love get it. a sandwich and a yeah. beer. Hey, you know, and you mentioned all those old bands. I should, let, I, I should say that uh, my first jazz group was with your wife, Mary Gaines, here. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh -oh. Yeah. Here we go. Nobody's That's business. conspicuously absent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That was business. when I was just getting into, into learning how to play jazz, and uh, we had a little acoustic trio, and I was yeah. doing stuff that was kind of crazy, like Chick Corea's Spain, and I mean, yeah. outrageous yeah. stuff. I, I can't play it now. I could play it then, but... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Chris Powers on the mandolin, mm -hmm. and Tom and Mary, and when I met Mary, she was playing with that group. I think it was behind. our previous guitar player. Tim Salawater, he was our first, when we first started. Yeah. We went through a guitar player a year in that group. <laughs> but, uh, it, it was the I Chick Corea stuff, wasn't out. it? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and so Sheila, and Sheila also, you have a uh, bluegrass background. I do. Right? Now you played with the, no, the Northern Shovelers, that was, Sims was in that band, wasn't he? It was, Sims now, he's was just, the boy, I tell you what. denominator. We're going to have to pay him some royalties here. Yeah. <laughs> North Shore, Rocky Road and Bottom Dollar. Were those yeah. all from around here? They or? were all the Madison area, yes. Okay. And then uh, Tom Wasselchuk here filled in on bass with the Northern Shovelers. And of course, I'd always heard that Stone Oak band for, you know, as I was a beginning banjo player. Yeah. Then Tom came in and uh, played bass with us, so that's how I met him. So, so harmonies were something all a big, always a big part of your musical background, singing harmonies? Yes, yes, yeah. all the way back to my family. Did you play banjo uh, um, early on, too, or is that something you picked up recently? That I, was more recent college age, but okay. played guitar in the, um, you know, guitar masses um, from about maybe fifth or sixth grade. Okay. Does, does anyone have banjo masses? Well, when they do, not very many people come. <laughs> it, because like Steve Martin says, you can't play a sad song on a banjo. Right? That's it. So how does that work? <laughs> um, yeah, well, and Rick, Rick Noss on the pedal steel guitar. On that last song, you may not even, even have known that there was a pedal steel guitar on the last song. Um, you maybe thought there was an accordion. I thought there was. Yeah. But Rick is well known in these parts for uh, being the most versatile pedal steel player ever, because he plays, uh, well, you can play traditional, just smoke and pedal steel guitar, but you use a MIDI setup, right? Is that what that is? Yes. <clears throat> and so you can get all kinds of different sounds of instrument, instruments, but it's more than that, isn't it? I mean, I know, because I play with effects too, and like, you can put a patch on, but you still have to understand the core of what that instrument does. You have to play within the, <clears throat> the range of that instrument. Yeah. And but also the inflection. It, well, yeah. Which is one of the reasons why you're so famous at it. Because you can do that. Could you give us a demonstration? Would you mind? Uh, I'm, I'm throwing this at you here, but it's pretty <laughs> remarkable. Saxophone. Mm -hmm. 
Lester Young. Yeah. Wow. I'm definitely cool. taking up smoking. So if there. I played that an octave higher, it wouldn't sound right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so you got to know that. And you actually have to get the tone more correct than the actual instrument because when people see me playing this and not hearing steel, it's harder to convince them that it's a saxophone than <clears throat> if somebody was playing a saxophone yeah. and it didn't sound right. They'd still. They'd still it's, mentally they make it. the jump. Yeah. Yep. Right. See, so you played uh, um, accordion, mm -hmm. a, an accordion patch in the last tune. Yes. Um, but uh, another thing about pedal steel is that people may not know, uh, steel guitar is kind of a generic phrase. And oftentimes steel guitar used to mean the original instrument did not have pedals on it. It was a... Like a lap steel. Like Correct. a lap steel, Correct. a Hawaiian yep. guitar. And uh, so it's up to what you're doing with the bar in your left hand as to the notes that you play. Now with a pedal steel, you have knee levers as well as pedals, and this is the unique thing, I, I'm, I should let you explain this, but the unique to almost every pedal steel player are the way you set your instrument up, is that right? Right, and I have a single neck universal tuning that I've modified, so I've taken a rare tuning and made it impossible. <laughs> <laughs> made it go. You know, there are standards tunings, and I, I play pedal steel guitar, but yeah. Rick and I cannot play each other's instruments because his, his setup is so out there I mean, it's it's obviously it sounds great, but uh, I I don't I wouldn't know where to start on it, and and, and he has would have trouble on mine, frankly, you know, it's, yeah. it's just yeah. different. But it's do you make those those decisions based on like the types of music that you want to play, or I have the advantage of not knowing how to read music. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well put. So, so it's very random. I set it up to make it sound the way I wanted it, to, yeah. the way I felt felt yeah. about it. So. I think historically that's often yielded some really amazing results that, that we've all taken for, you know, like the old blues players, you know, doing the, whatever open tuning they use. Saul Hoopy, one of the famous Hawaiian jazz right. guitar players, has a very strange tuning, but it makes it sound really jazzy, you know. And, right. yeah, but it's, it's really hard cool to play. Tune. It's a very strange tuning, and I, I use it, and, and I'm still baffled. <laughs> I know the name, but I don't know. Yeah. I've never heard of any. Well, one time Chris brought home a cassette tape, and we were down in the basement doing laundry, and he put on this thing, and I couldn't, I couldn't straighten up anymore because I was laughing so hard. It had a... Uh, well, it's Saul Hoopy. Yeah, and he's singing... Yeah. And all this stuff. I don't know what the heck he was doing. But it was, it was so good, but so funny. I don't know. But, you know, doing all those effects like Speedy West. Oh, yeah. You know, Whoa, all yep. that kind of weird stuff. Yeah. But that's my speedy West impression. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that out there. But um, so two guitars and Tom. You usually with the Dangits, you mostly play electric guitar. Yeah, I have a Strat that I play with, yeah. with the band. So. Yeah. But what? this is so just unplugged tonight that I. It is. You know, <laughs> you know, you know the Strat. You can uh, unwind it a little bit, but when you've got a rhythm section of electric bass and drums, you know. And, Right. So I just thought I'd yeah. should mention relax. Pete Oleg too. Yeah, Pete Oleg is our bass player, a great, great bass player. And knows uh, another guy who knows a million different styles and uh, has played in lots of lots of rock bands of some some renown, like the Cheaters and this and that. And yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Crush. He, he, Crush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, uh, I mean, he's played everything from bluegrass to uh, just everything. So he's he's a great great addition to the band. He's just been with us a year, just right, right about now. So y'all are music veterans. Oh, yeah. Not music whores at all. So anybody yeah. here living in a warehouse? 
we're all a little older than the, than the guys uh, earlier, so, so we don't have to live in warehouses anymore. Yeah. For, for you out in the podcast land, that's a reference to our previous, to Jeremiah yeah. Nelson, which you'll listen to on our podcast. Yeah. yeah. Now with the economic downturn, there, there, there's still that possibility, so... If yes. maybe we can come back if, if some of if one or more of the band members live in a warehouse in the next year we'll come back and do a benefit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know we, we could probably get one of those big old Walmarts that have closed down for there you know, very little money and turn it into a housing project. Well, all, all the all the appliances would be there, you know. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Great parking. Which washing machine should we use today? <laughs> yeah. Let's use this one. I suppose everyone's had that fantasy at some point in their lives, maybe. You're getting what? locked in this. <laughs> oh, probably no, not, not that one, in the time. Not that one. We're getting oh, locked. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I have. <laughs> getting what locked you... in the store overnight, you know, the <laughs> grocery store or something like that. But, so, you uh, want to play a tune? Let's do. What do you, what do you want to play? Well, we'll do, uh, we'll do one of my songs now. It's uh, uh, a ballad. Uh, um, I, I wrote this. Uh, just at about the time uh, my dad passed away a few years ago, and it's not about him specifically, but I just wanted to uh, write a song about uh, loss, and uh, so I did. And um, my touchstone was that I, I had learned, um, when I got interested in songwriting, I, I realized that a lot of my favorite tunes about loss, which I had previously thought of were just, you know, boyfriend-girlfriend splits or whatever, were, were really usually more ambiguous than that. And, uh, and so I tried to capture some of that in this song, Sue. So this is called I Can't Let Go of You. Well, you think by now I'd learn how to start my life. But it makes no difference No difference where I turn Cause I can't let go of you Each night I still hear your voice Echo I'd hold 
so tightly to my breast If I could just let go of you playing that solo for me, Chris. It was nice. <laughs> it's, it's fun to watch uh, <clears throat> musicians' dynamics on stage if you have, people ever get to watch a live show. And, and uh, this is the fun thing about doing what we do, because we're actually musicians, and you know, interviewing musicians and talking about different... And, and playing with people that we don't know. Obviously, we know you guys. But um, in terms of communication on stage, you know, and the little asides and the winks and nods and the, the things that the uh, coach does from the dugout, you know. Kicks, elbows, <laughs> elbows <yeah. laughs> screams, <laughs> cross eyes. It's usually pretty subtle. But. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, now, do you remember there was a band, uh, uh, you used to play with Carl Michaels. That was fun. Oh, yeah. It was a fun band. The Mercenaries it was Carl, of Jazz. Mercenaries yeah, of Jazz. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. It was but like Carl, an avant-garde stuff, right? It was pretty avant-garde. <laughs> so Carl wrote this stuff, and it'd be like, Mary and I would be the violins, the, the, the string section, and then it'd be like a horn section, right? Sax. Uh, um, lots of trombones. Trump, lots of trombones. And Carl playing the... Um, the, the, uh, a not the silver pedal, tone. A silver tone guitar. Into, and using the amp that came in the case, you know, those old silver tone guitars from yeah. Sears or whatever. Yeah, it was really cool. A silver cool. tone acoustic or one of those? No, an electric. electric. An electric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan Electro. Yeah. Wow. Or, no, no, yeah, silver tone. Silver but he would work the volume pedal, so get. But the coolest thing about the band was it was like being on a football team, you know, because it'd be like, string section on three, go! You know, it was yeah. like. Yeah. He'd be like shouting out, um, you know, arrangements on stage while we were playing. 
Dude. Mostly solos. Mostly solos. To keep yeah. it interesting. And so it was always kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, you grab your bow. Or... It was intramural music. Yeah. That was very fun. Yeah. It was super fun. Yeah. Whatever happened to Carl? <laughs> I Texas, think, I think. I think he went back to Texas. Yeah. 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 So that leads right into this song. No, it does? No. Oh, it, it could. <laughs> <laughs> A, a song? Was that a cue? I, no, not at all. Oh, okay. no, not we don't do cues here. You know, when we obviously don't do a script either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah obviously. You know, I, I remember that you told us something interesting where you were um, a couple weeks ago. Oh, oh, oh yeah. um, well, that was with another band, so I'm not sure how oh. appropriate that is. But, yeah, but I will say that, that I was very pleased to be in Washington, D.C. for uh, Inauguration Day, and uh, mm -hmm. the, the vibe was just totally wonderful and, and overwhelming. Yeah, I That's bet. all I'm going to say. It's great. Fair enough. We, there are lots of, uh, you, maybe you heard the news story about the, all of the hundreds of thousands of Obama life-size cutouts that were put out. No. And they were, it was, they, they had sold and distributed thousands, tens of thousands of these, and nobody had ever pointed out, um, no, no, nobody of any race or creed or color or political party or anything, nobody ever pointed out that the hands on this Obama doll were white. And uh, it, the word, finally, somebody got back to the company, they're Indiana or something, and they said, yes, they had, it was just a, it was an error because they couldn't use, uh, they used, they, they superimposed Obama's head on, on just another standing, tall, thin body because yeah. they said, from the photographic record, it's so hard to get just a regular shot of, of Barack Obama, full length, standing straight, tall, and looking straight on, which is what the body that they used. But somebody along the way, some... Some underling artist had, uh, <laughs> so they, they immediately changed it. They have a black man's hands. Actually, they have Obama's hands now. That's what I'm told. Yeah. They they really went corrected it. So yeah, well, that's, that's good. pretty funny. So if you go to Harmonious Whale's website, you might be able to find a picture of, of us standing around this uh, uh, Barack Obama cutout, which we're very <laughs> proud of, proud of. Very multiracial cutout. <laughs> yes, yeah. That. yeah. The lead guy himself is multiracial, <laughs> right? That's right. Yeah. That's fun. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, so this is my favorite thing. Yes. You guys must have road stories, oh. all of you together or separately. Well, probably, you know, if you go back in our, in our his, individual histories, you'll find some stories. You got anything? As a, as a band, we don't have much, at least that I want to um, convey, because one of them in, involves a, a musician who's not in the band anymore who went on some tough times. But yeah. That was kind of an interesting story, but uh, normally we don't travel all that much. We play all around Wisconsin. Yeah. We're branching out into northern Illinois, but we're not a touring act. We can't be a touring act for a variety of employment reasons. Um, sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and this and that, so I don't know. But you all still make great music, and does it matter if you travel or...? <laughs> yeah, I travel with my, with my other, other right. gigs. So. exactly. I don't know. You got any road stories? I, got, I had a chance, an opportunity to... Um, be in Big Mo with the Northern Shovelers when um, we Big broke Mo's down. A, a truck. Yeah. yeah. And we had to spend the night, the band had to spend the night in a, in a sub-zero parking lot of uh, like a quick trip or something. Oh, no. Until we could get the engine fixed the next day. So that was one of my adventures. So a lot of coffee? Yeah. yeah. Going in and out of the quick trip yep. that was open all night, fortunately. <laughs> to warm up. And, yeah, yeah, to warm up, yeah. have coffee. What yeah. a horrible feeling that is, isn't it? When your, your uh, transportation drive uh, dries up and you're out there somewhere. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> B- Big Mo is the van that's owned by, by Sims of Harmonious yeah. Whale. And uh, I'm surprised I haven't heard this story before because I've heard a lot of Sims' stories <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. But never, most of them are true. Some of them. They get embellished. Yes. He's like a fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I never heard that story. I'm so sorry for you for, for having to spend the night in that van. Yeah, I really, really wanted to get home. <laughs> I can believe it. Well, Rick, I got to ask too. Hendrix Power Trio, what was that about? Yoza. You're just being real, real uh, innocent over there, but you were in. <laughs> the first band I was in that I actually made money, I was a bass player in a Hendrix Cream type trio. Playing guitar or playing? Bass. Oh, playing bass, okay. Yeah. And I started playing accordion when I was six, so I actually did make a little money at that. But do you still the, play accordion? Do you still play just on the steel? <laughs> <laughs> I used to be able to read music too. <laughs> Age will do that to you. Yeah. Well, what's another tune? Do you have a? Um, I'm enjoying playing with you guys. I'm enjoying playing the mandolin. It seems to fit in with the. The vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can we do an instrumental? Is that allowed sure. by uh, FCC rules or whatever you're <laughs> whatever so. you're bowing to? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll take that as a yes. We just don't want to get sued. That's all. Okay, you won't get sued. This is uh, another tune I wrote um, while watching uh, uh, daytime TV years ago, and uh, didn't have a uh, just called it "Floating to Stoughton" because I didn't have another <laughs> name for it. So it's uh, "Floating to Stoughton." Mary, it's in G, but there is an F chord in there that you have to. Uh, Pay pay attention to. All right. Let me hear that F. Ah, that's it. Okay. Actually, that was an E flat. (laughs) (laughs) So just hang out until the uh, first course. And Chris, you're going to get a solo on this, whether you want it or not. Thank you. 
There was no way I could cue you about that ending. <laughs> we'll dub no in that way. last note. We'll go into the studio and <laughs> throw that Fix in. it in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> picture, picture. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. That's floating to stoting. Floating to stoting, you know. Yeah, naming instrumentals is always a dilemma, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, what's it about? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I wrote one last year called Another Day. Just because... <laughs> Yeah, isn't that imaginative? Because <laughs> I wrote it on my birthday, and it wasn't going to... Mary's birthday. That's a stupid name for a song. <laughs> <laughs> so Another Day was, like, so much better than I Yeah, just, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we, uh, we're... Last summer, we're out west with uh, the Bob Westfall man, and uh, speaking of weird... Well, it's actually not a weird name, but we came up with an instrumental, Bob and I. Those guys were off gambling, actually. and So we wrote a tune called Trout Haven because we're staying at a... Called what? Trout Haven. Trout Haven. We were staying at one of those cheesy little campsites with the teepees. It wasn't cheesy. It, well, it's, you know, where you could go fishing, right? For well, you could whatever. stick your finger in there and you could catch a fish. Yeah. Because it'd bite so, your finger. So, was this... Oh, you use a gun or a fishing pole? Either, either way. A bamboo okay. fishing pole with a piece of corn tied to it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, so we wrote a song called Trout Haven, and it was... Well, let's hear it. Um, we, we can't play it, actually, here. Oh, and we need Bob to do it. You know, we're just side musicians. Okay, yeah, yeah. Really... It's your damn good side musicians. Can I say that? Oh. Side musicians? Uh, <laughs> we'll bleep side musicians out. <laughs> just bleep that. Damn good, damn good, Chris. Damn. <laughs> But uh, do you guys have some shows coming up? In- oh, yeah. Hey, thanks for asking. Um, Friday the 13th, we're going to be right here. I mean, literally, right here uh, at the brink. Okay. In, right on this, this little piece of carpet? In this piece of carpet in yeah. this very space. 701 East Washington Avenue, Madison, yeah. Wisconsin. And, um, and we're starting at 9 o'clock that night, and there's a, there's a party going on. And um, actually, the, the singer who used to be in the band, Christy Larson, is going to be playing right before that. So I'm going to see if I can see if she'll... Sing a song with us, cool. or two, before after they pack up, but before they leave. So anyway, we'll be here, and uh, then on Wednesday, the 18th, we're going to be at uh, the Monona Terrace at 5:30 p.m. for that. It's it's not called Tunes on the Terrace anymore, but that's that series. You know, you've you've tunes. I'm sure tunes. Oh, tunes. Yeah, it's an interesting show. You know, with all the very dark people. It's a very dark gig. I didn't know they had tunes up there. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. yeah. And February. This is February. We're talking about February the thirteenth. Yeah, February, February fr- Friday, February the thirteenth, and Wednesday, February the eighteenth, and then two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Yeah, uh, because point. this is podcasting. Who knows when who somebody's going to hear it? Right. right. Um, and then that Saturday, which is what the twenty something or other, uh, Sheila and I are going to be at a, a the Prairie Coffee House in DeForest. You'll have to go to our website, which of course is yes. dangits.com. That's D-A-N-G hyphen I-T-S dot com. You can get all the directions and times. And no the. It's just dang. Well, just for the website, yeah. But the actual name of the band is The Dangits. Do you have a pet peeve about that? Because I kind of do. You know, because there's The Beatles, right? I mean, so we've all been in bands. We realized that I think all the bands that we've been in have a The. But usually you go to events or whatever, and then they when when they advertise you as... Without the the, mm-hmm. and that's not your name. Yeah, it's not so much a pet peeve anymore. Yeah. But but yes, people will say um, oh, they'll start to referring to it just simply as dang it, which is, is, is it's it's ridiculous of me to to take 
you know, any kind of yeah. offense because it's, it's like the dang it's versus just dang it's. But, but uh, now when I send out my little contracts and things, I said, please note the proper spelling of the band's <laughs> name, the word the, and the yeah. you know, and right. because people... People screw it up all the time. Exactly. You know? Also, if you're showing up for a gig and they've got it advertised as dang it's, you kind of wonder if they wrote the check out right, too. You know? <laughs> well, my bank will take it. I mean, yeah. that's all right. But, so yeah. I, don't, I don't worry about that. I just want, yeah, yeah, I don't want any misunderstandings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've recently heard that, um, that there, are, there are people who, who don't say the name of my band around their children because they think it's a bad word. And that never, oh. ever, ever occurred to me. Really? That yeah. happened at a gig where this uh, family came up and they said, we want to know why you are called the Dangits. And um, I told the little story of Tom's wife, Dana, stubbing her toe on the yeah. bed and because she wouldn't say anything worse than that. She said, dang it. And then that... And I told this family, and the mother and the father were looking at me, and the little girl said, well, my mom and dad don't let me say dang it. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> well. And that's, I've, this has come up a couple of times now. It's, yeah. I, it, it's, it's shocking to me in this day and age. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad. Sons of bitches, it really just... <laughs> I mean, come on, you what's the matter? You can say that now. You say, anything you can say on television is okay. Did you say that? To you can say penis, for God's sake. Let's do it. Hey, and that leads right into my next song, Mary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, we had a band we were going to call the F-holes. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that... Okay, for you non-musicians, F-holes are those scroll things on violins and, and archtop guitars, so it's not... It's right, it's not really meant as a dirty... It just sounds... Dirty. Andy's yeah. going to have fun with the sensor device. Andy LaValle, our producer, he goes, Wow, the dang it. No, I'd never thought of dang it as a bad word. I mean, that's, yeah, me you're trying to avoid a bad word. I mean, this well, like, I thought it was. I mean, heck. <laughs> the reason I like the band is because it had it had it worked on a couple of different the name the name of the dang it's worked yeah. on a couple of different levels. It 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 was, you know, kind of naughty, but not really. You know, it's not bad, and it's. It, there's country connotations because of uh, Roger Miller's Roger Miller's song uh, "Dang Me." Dang me. And I, you know, it just oh, yeah. sounded. I don't know. It just it just clicked in my mind, and uh, I never I never anticipated this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. The this outpouring. backlash of uh, <laughs> angry towards. Well, those people are probably never going to go see the best little whorehouse in Texas either. <laughs> never. So, never. Yeah. Just a well, I like the name. Dang it. Well, thanks. <laughs> me too. Yeah. So what you gonna play for us? Well, you know, you think I was kidding about that that segue just a, a oh, moment okay. ago. <laughs> uh, more to love. This is a long song. This is a love song. Is it long? Is it terribly long? Um, do, are we running out of time? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not that dense, Chris. But, uh, why don't I just play the song? And okay. uh, if if you if you take offense at the double entendres in this song, it it's simply. Um, an indication of your own dirty mind. Alright? <laughs> uh, we're in A, and I would like you to join in, uh, like, second chorus or something, or second okay. verse. Okay. Whatever.
what I want to know You hold me And I want to stay held Come closer Watch this old heart melt You kick the Sheets into the air I toss that Cat onto the chair We tumble Right down to the floor Cry uncle And then I beg for more Darling I know There's more to love than this But right now darling I'll flow like a brook Say jump in I'll ask you how high Say kiss me And I won't ask you why I think I just cheated Rick out of another solo. I'm, I'm so sorry. It's the magic of live, live pods being cast. No, but we're, we're going to go back in studio and edit all of this. I oh, mean, good. You're going to come in and we'll actually record. This. I didn't know Andy had a gun. Oh, yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. 
I caught that. The uh, double entendered and there's the and thundered and thunders. More yeah. to love. Yeah. <laughs> That's a dirty song. I know. Yeah. Mm, yeah. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. Do, do you have any more dirty songs? Yeah. You do? I bet you do. <laughs> no. It, did you have another on the list of things that you might have might want to play tonight? Uh, I don't no, know. Was... No, I don't know. No, okay, it's okay. No. No. <laughs> Mary's Mary's just went. Oh, oh. Cell phone. Yeah. It's probably mine. If people ever wonder about that little sound that. Yeah, I wonder. That's cell phones, and, and musicians yeah. know that because that's what it does to our PAs. Yes. Or but, amplifiers uh, or anything. So, else. Just, just a well, warning to everybody out there, you know. Okay, sitting, but here's the thing. I, yes. I mean, I've noticed it happens at my, in my little radio at home when I'm cooking and I have my cell phone just laying out by the radio. It does the same thing, but nobody's called. What's what's happening to my cell phone that, you know? I don't know. I could make something up. Please do. Okay. It's updating <laughs> itself. Update? Yeah. Isn't that dirty? <laughs> what a crock of no. shit. What up? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Andy, do you know the answer to that? You're asking the wrong guy. Uh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. Well, let's do another tune. And uh, well, actually, you know what I need to do? This is very need slick. Do, but, I need to but, throw in a little commercial announcement. Excuse me. Oh my me. goodness. I'll just throw this in. Okay. Do you guys shop at Spruce Tree Music? Yeah, okay, I got a yeah from the audience. So this is a thank you to one of our sponsors, Spruce Tree Music at sprucetreemusic.com, 851 East Johnson Street, Madison, Wisconsin, 608-255-2254. New used and vintage stringed and fretted instruments since 1980. Offering restoration, appraisals, repair services, music lessons, CDs, DVDs, books, and accessories. So what do they do there? Um, I'm, well, you'll have to go and find out. There are a lot of instruments hanging from the wall. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is it curls your hair if you go in there because they have the humidity at like 50%. It's awesome. <laughs> your hair looks great, by the way. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I went there earlier just to, you know, curl it up a little. Pop in there. So, special thank you to the Dangits. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Mary. Thanks Tom so Wasselchuk, Sheila yeah. Voss, Rick Nass. Great Thanks to be guys. here. So, so what you gonna play? <laughs> take us out. Well, I don't want to be typecast. We started oh. the song with a. We started the set with a, a song uh, from the Civil War era. Um, long before we, we learned that song, um, I, I wrote. I wrote this song uh, also about another battle in the Civil War. I'm not one of those Civil War nuts. <laughs> But, you know, I just... But it's public uh, domain or yours, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't go to reenactments? And, Chris, you, oh, you yeah. had some notes there that I saw for, for Savannah, because oh. you had played this with us once. And uh, so if it's there, you know, fine. If not, okay. you know. So we'll end with a song of mine called Savannah, I guess okay. so. Two, ready? Ready, Rick? Yeah. Two, In Savannah, in the springtime, back in 61, two score soldiers gathered, high spirits everyone, in a crystal parlor in dressed grays, their glasses raised in toast. From outside she heard them boast, boys were rundles, damned Yankees, 
Like rabbits through the briars Defend our land, our families Defend them with our lives They have no honor or bravery, boys And cowards such as they Could never win the day Well, they kept up with their high talk And drank up their fine wine Till the last young William came out To sit down by her side He offered her his trembling hand And lowered his fair head Fighting tears, the soldier said Oh Mary, my Mary To you I confess The fear in my heart Cannot express I will do my duty, I swear to God on high But Mary, my Mary, I'm so afraid to die I'm so afraid to die Shiloh in the springtime back in 62 he gazed up through the peach grove at a sky of deepest blue blossoms born up by the breeze like snowflakes drifted down to the fallen on the ground oh the gooder was a carpet gray and blue and red the orchard field was littered with the dying and the dead. Young Williams labored, breathing slowed, and his pain did slip away with the last light of the day. Well, he saw his many comrades who shared his tragic end. He cried for countless young lives laid to waste, and then. He called out to his sweet Mary So very far away And he recalled his prayer that day Oh Mary, my Mary To you I confess The fear in my heart I cannot express I will do my duty Swear to God on high But Mary, my Mary I'm so afraid to die I'm so afraid to die In Savannah Springtime back in sixty one. Thanks so much to the Dangits for coming out and being with us on a Tuesday night here at Mad Toast Live. Our pleasure, Chris and Mary. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Special thanks to Andrew LaValle, 
from Bear Productions, doing our front of house sound, and is also our podcast engineer. Go to our website, madtoastlive.com, to hear all of these podcasts. Here every week. <laughs> <laughs>